Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to the Covino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Covino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. When you see in the NFL and running backs, the difference between the top running back in the National Football League and the 40th best running back in the National Football League there isn't that gap. And I would argue that with every other position that you've got in the National Football League, there is a sizable gap. I think that there are 20 good quarterbacks in the league. Not 32, I think there are about 20. Mm -hmm. So if you go from 1 to 40 on the quarterback position, we're talking about second string guys. We're talking about number two wide receivers. My whole issue with the running back position is that everybody's just kind of the same. And the one unicorn that we had was Derrick Henry. Yeah who wasn't even a multifaceted back. He was a guy who was just going to run over you and stiff arm you and shove you into the ground. And the Titans felt that it was worthy enough to give him an extension and and keep him in Tennessee for as long as they did. They didn't move off of him like maybe some of these others were. And that's because you can't find another Derrick Henry. And for as great as Saquon Barkley is and as great as Austin Eckler is and Tony Pollard is, you are more likely to find another one of those than you are any other position in the National Football League. Yeah, you make an excellent point. It doesn't help that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl with, what, a seventh-round running back? Yes. Yeah, and it's like, I get it. Best quarterback, you could argue. Best tight end. I understand that. But that that just goes to show that you can do it without Derrick Henry. Yeah. You know, and that, that's a big part of it. I think age is a big part of it. To you're just you have a shorter. We're gonna mark lifespan. these down. This is yeah. This is this is. Uh, so we've got so we've got we've got depth of the position depth is of number the position. one. Yep, that's good. Age. Age, I think, is a really big one, and so it's hard to want to put all your you know eggs in one basket on Saquon Barkley, uh, and then he gets hurt. It's it's a very tough injuries. Number injuries. three. Yes. Number three. Yes. Injury prone position. Right. Exactly quarterbacks running the ball nowadays <laughs> i mean like i know and, and you don't want that i get it you don't want your quarterback to do that because uh, again a high uh risk injury could happen if you are a running quarterback like lamar jackson but it's happening it's happening other people are doing the job and it's right. not helping the running back situation you're right there are there are four points right now we're gonna add to this list because 
there there is going to be a constant, and the constant is is the the running back is devalued, and running backs want to take it personally. I do feel bad for them. I empathize w- yeah, with them. I right. really do. Yes, it stinks. But there's another part of it. You mentioned age and mm-hmm. injury, and I even think that you can con- combine those yeah. two and say this in college football. Leonard Fournette burst onto the scene in college football as a freshman running back. And some people thought, you know, Leonard Fournette could play in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. But Leonard Fournette at that point, at 18 years old, however old he was, was the complete unicorn. And now the NFL, you can't enter the NFL until you are three years removed from your high school graduation year. That's the rule. Mm -hmm. Because 18 and 19-year-olds in the game of football, different in basketball, different in baseball, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you're you're playing with men. Your body needs to develop. Your body needs to get stronger. To think that you're going to just leave high school and go to the National Football League, it cannot happen. That is why that there there's that age restriction, if you will, to allow players to move on. Uh, to won't allow them to move on until after three years of college. But, Monty, that's another thing. You go to college – and now you have three years of wear and tear. Yes. Yes. Where a quarterback may sit out, maybe doesn't get hit. Listen, I think you can keep college quarterbacks a lot safer uh, against most of the opponents that some of these top teams play. They aren't as susceptible. As a running back, you have to show your stuff at the college level, but also then showing your stuff at the college level means that there is uh, some added wear and tear to you. Of course. Not fair. I agree with you. I sympathize, but the facts are the facts. Yeah. So even though we may sympathize, it's still like, oh, sorry, guys, this is the way it is. I also think certain contracts in the past have not gone well with running backs, like Ezekiel Elliott's contract. Mm-hmm. So I don't think. I also think that's a part of it. It's five. <laughs> Great point. Contracts. Contracts. I think you could even give a five and a half to the. The fact is, is a quarterback is going to make, you know, forty million dollars or more if he's a, a top end quarterback. If you lose your star quarterback, your season is probably done. Mm-hmm. If you lose your star running back, again, that goes back to the depth part mm-hmm. portion of it. You aren't as done as you think you are. Just like Clyde Edwards-Helaire never panned out in Kansas City. He was a first round pick, never worked out. But here, as you mentioned, Isaiah Pacheco comes in mm-hmm. and is the team's starting running back. Jarek McKinnon has had multiple stops in his NFL career. He all of a sudden provides the passing threat out of the backfield that the Chiefs desired. So they had two guys that could do the job of one guy mm-hmm. that didn't pan out in Kansas City. And they're making minimal money even compared to what Clyde Edwards-Helaire made as a first round draft pick. Yeah, it Honestly, I think the the bottom line is with running backs, the future is uncertain in so many different ways. Yes. And that's hard. But the future is uncertain because you think we are it's becoming such a quarterback heavy league? All of it. I think injuries, quarterback heavy league, other players able to run the ball and if you can't be a Christian McCaffrey like a hybrid mm-hmm. style, it's not you're not really bringing the best that there is. The way ba- the baseball, the way football is being played right now, you almost need to be a hybrid running back. Yeah. Two and one. Yes. Two, two things in one. Yeah. Yes. And then there's value. But if you just are a Derrick Henry style, which Derrick Henry, obviously nobody can stop him. I wouldn't want this guy running at me. Absolutely not. I'd be the first one to step to the side. But he is an exception. 
Here, complete exception. Complete exception. Here's the here's the tricky thing about going down this road, though, and this is what I think Austin Eckler is trying to say, and other running backs are trying to say is, you're going to put me in a running back position, and I'm catch I'm being targeted a hundred times a year. I'm mm-hmm. catching eighty footballs. I'm catching a hundred footballs a year, and here's a wide receiver that is doing much l- yeah. less than I am, and they're making twenty million dollars a yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at some point, I'll I'll, I'll tell you who may have this. <laughs> The, the Players Association is going to, at some point, have to stand up. And with that, your other positions and your players do. And the problem with the NFL is the NFL, in terms of their labor negotiations, which they seem to always be the ones taking the school on, is the quarterbacks and the star the star players who make that money, make so much money, are never willing to sacrifice for the good of everyone else. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Well- <laughs> I'm and, sorry, I just sneezed. I'm I was, sorry, excuse I, well, me. And, and it's not, uh, <laughs> Monty, and it's not even pay salary. It's when it comes to work stoppages. Yeah. Like if you're Tom Brady and you're set to make, who's, who's given discounts throughout right. the year, but if you have a work stoppage and you're going to miss out on 30 to $40 million, you're like, you know what, let's get the season underway. We'll cave into the ownership's needs because guess what I'm taking care of. But there are so many other players that are unlike the quarterbacks that really could benefit. And, the, and now the running backs have been, basically just pushed completely yes. out of the way where now other positions are, are making higher than them. But you need your top-line guys. Like you would need Patrick Mahomes when it comes to a negotiation to stand up and say, hey, this isn't right. We may be getting ours, but those guys aren't getting theirs. And the running backs can get their group chat and former running backs and raise all the money that they want. But the reality is until a quarterback steps up mm-hmm. or the quarterback steps up and you, uh, you know, they they can't say give me ten thousand dollars or ten million left less and give it to Saquon Barkley. But when you do have a CBA, you have to figure out a way where these guys get paid because right now the NFL owners and GMs are just running circles around them at that position. Yeah, especially when you hear that Saquon was asking for two million more. Like that's the report I heard that they couldn't come to an agreement. Josh Jacobs was in the parking lot waiting. Like, and hopeful. And hopeful. So it's like these guys want to do it, and it doesn't seem like they're asking for too much. They just feel undervalued and underappreciated, and that this is where we're at. One of the reports on the Barkley contract was the guaranteed money that the Giants were offering was less than the guaranteed that Saquon would play under the franchise tag this year and the franchise tag next year. And there was some guessing on, because we don't know what the franchise tag number is going to be next year, but to your point, that's the $2 million that we're talking about. Yeah. And the Giants are a team, they may not be a Super Bowl contender, but they made it to the divisional playoff last year, and you have to think that there are Super Bowl aspirations. Mm-hmm. For them to not want to give in, I think just tells you how much leverage they actually feel that they have in the situation, which makes it 20 times worse for the running backs. Excellent point. When you're looking at the grand scheme of sports fandom, Mm -hmm. like the Mariners, like in the American League, like they are so friend zone. Yes. Like I, I, I'm, I'm a Brewers fan. I'm not, I'm not a diehard baseball fan. Nothing like Ramos is or Danny G or you Monty or Cavino and Rich. I cheer for the Brewers. I I want the Brewers to win, but I am not diehard Mm -hmm. for them. Yeah. But if I wanted to wear a cap of a different team. I'd absolutely wear a Seattle Mariners cap. Right. Yes. And I think that there are other there are other teams that are like that, not only in Major League Baseball, but in sports. But if you go to the American League, 
I, I'd put the Mariners in that group, and I know the Orioles are really, really good this year, but I even had – it may be difficult for other teams in the AL East to, to say this, but I even put the Orioles as a team that seems to be a friend zone. I love the cartoon bird, but also if you're not a Yankees fan, you're not a Red Sox fan, you're, you're not a Blue Jays fan, I think you could still rock an Orioles cap because I feel like the Orioles – are in that friend zone of teams that are okay to, to wear if you're not a diehard fan of that team. I think you're onto something with the Orioles, too, because usually when people mention that, they're like, oh, what a beautiful ballpark. Like, that's usually the response you get. <laughs> you know, like, oh, that's such a pretty park. But you don't think, you never think something negative when you get the Orioles or when you get the Mariners, which is why, like, if, if Shohei goes to the Yankees or the Dodgers, there's going to be some negative talk of just being like, ugh. He went to, like, the obvious teams. Yeah. Ugh, how annoying. When A-Rod went to the Rangers, I actually wasn't mad. Right. I'm like, well, at least he didn't go to the Yankees. Right. And yet. then. <laughs> <laughs> yet. Yet. In the moment. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, I, not many teams are like this, though, because it doesn't have to deal do with being a losing franchise. It That's not it. Clippers, obviously, are not a winning franchise, and they're, they get, we get so much hate. So, it, it's not even just about teams that don't win, that they're, like, in the friend zone. Other things are part of it. You know, fan yes. bases, players. Maybe their their current living situations. John Ramos, you had an American League team that, oh, that was in the uh, friend zone. Well, yeah. I mean, I would well, if I had to take two teams right now, <laughs> I, I would say, and this is may shock you, Dan, I think the Milwaukee Bucks are a team that oh. like, a very, very good, good yeah. team that is kind of, I, just a team that everybody could like. I yes. felt they were in the friend zone, but yeah. then winning the title kind of moves them out of it. Well, I know you said Tampa Bay Rays earlier right. as well. Like you would, like you'd feel fine, even though they're winning. Like there's, I I don't know a Tampa Bay Rays fan. Right. Like I if don't. the Rays, well, the Rays were in the World Series when, they, but they faced the Dodgers, but they had won. They when they lost the World, the World Series before, if they had won the World Series, I'd be like. That's cool. If they lost it, I'd been like, oh well. Like it wasn't like I was like, I hope they lose. Yeah. Like. You know, or the Rockies are a team that I really enjoy watching, and I'd yeah, wear a Rockies hat. Rockies? Exactly, yeah. the Colorado Rockies, man. Yeah. Right. Same thing with the Denver Nuggets. I agree, though. Now that they've won, it does kind of shift them a little bit, just like your Bucks. But yes. The Giannis, Giannis is such a right, exactly nice like player to watch, but, and like people like Giannis, don't they? Yes. But I I think teams move in and out. Like, I'm also a Seahawks fan, and there was a point where the Seahawks were completely irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And then they they, were in the AFC West. Yes, yes. And I, here, to Danny's point, I hated the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Broncos, (laughs) and the Chargers. And I always thought everybody else hated the Seahawks, but they really didn't. Like, the Raiders just hated the Broncos and Chiefs and Chargers. Like, the Seahawks were just kind of there. So, like, the rivalries were different for me than it was for everyone else. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. until Pete Carroll and Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson came along that I think it it, it changed. Even when they went to their Super Bowl and lost to the Steelers in Super Bowl 40 with Mike Holmgren and Matt Hasselbeck, there, there wasn't a huge, you know, national following of the Seahawks like there's been over the last decade or so. Yeah. I think your personal loyalties have a lot to do with this, too. Like, growing up as a Lakers fan, I couldn't root for another NBA team in the West. Yes. But, like a lot of rappers that we emulated, we liked wearing New York Knicks stuff because of Patrick Ewing, and it was a whole New York vibe to it. And so that didn't offend our Lakers sensibilities. 
Sure, but the Knicks are still hated. Like, you know, like as a franchise. Because um, they were rough and rumble in the 90s, but we liked that. Sure, sure, it, but it you know what? It fit our NWA yeah. hats and our LA Raider hats out here on the West. But it wouldn't surprise you if somebody said that they hated the Knicks. You'd be like, yeah, okay, well, whatever your personal experience is. What about the Pacers? The Indiana yes. Pacers. That's yes. kind of a, a well, mundane... Like, oh, if they won the title, like, how cool. If they don't, like, hey, well, she remembers. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 not it's that I remember. Roy Hibbert. <laughs> Reggie just, Miller yeah, somewhere is like, hello? Say, yeah. There's one skinny, know, bald headed pacer out there that some people were rubbed the wrong way by. George, no, like, but I, I mean, just, hold on, defending myself, I just watched the episode of Parks and Recreation where Roy Hibbert is a is a one of the characters. It's so funny. He's, he's himself. Do, he's do, himself. Do you remember two weeks ago? Or was it last week when I called them the Indiana pay me to watch their games? Yes. I yes. think they're going to make me pay for that comment because now everybody's so high on the Pacers right now and what they've done in the offseason and a team that's up and coming. I went to Nashville six or seven years ago and we stopped by Nissan Stadium where the Titans play and went to the team shop and I'm like, I'm a Seahawks fan. I can absolutely get a pair of Titan shorts. Like there's, there's, I know a couple of Titans fans and but there, it wasn't like I was buying Kansas City Chiefs shorts or New England Patriots shorts. But I'm like, I'm there. I can wear these shorts. Still wear them to this day. By the way, I think like the Titans are in the group. Yeah. I think Jacksonville's in that group. Houston Texans, maybe kind yeah. of irrelevant. Like a pro- uh, Greg Tui likes them. Oh, so, no, I'm <laughs> sorry, Greg. <laughs> Uh, executive producer of the Her, by the way, Greg Tui. That's an inside <laughs> joke. But yeah, no, I think that I think they're in the, there'd be no one in the AFC West that you could say. I mean, especially and I'm speaking yeah. for Danny, who's a Raiders fan. But the Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, kind of like I've got a you know like a 17 year old cousin back home, and they're all Packer fans in Wisconsin. But he likes his second favorite team, if you will, would be the Chargers. Right. So they're kind of in that group of the friend zone, but. You make yeah, a deep playoff They're the Clippers run. of the NFL. And oh, that's why I'm a fan is. of both. Let's go. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. Traveling to see your favorite team this winter? You have to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college sports just like us. Each graduate hotel is a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, mascots, you name it. Why would we stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south and all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. That's code CRSHOW at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. So go book your stay now at graduatehotels.com. There's very few players that make my jaw drop, but we're going to talk about one of them, Mr. Shohei Otani. Last night, the Angels were playing the Yankees, and in typical fashion, Shohei Otani ties up the game with, I believe, his 35th homer of the season in the seventh inning, and he does a very nice bat bat flip. It was like five different flips on the bat. He stares at the ball and he takes off running for his uh, tying home run. Seventh inning, the Angels go on to win in 10 innings against the struggling Yankees. I don't know about you guys, but I look at celebrations in such a different way than I think most people. And there's nothing wrong with celebrating. You can do whatever you want. You're a professional athlete. All of that is great. Me personally, I am not one to celebrate Something that I would be like, I've done this before. Please. I you don't like the, the bat time. flip? No, I just don't think you didn't win the game at the moment. You tied the game. You're Shohei Otani. There's nothing wrong with that. Would I have done that in the moment? I don't think so. Maybe I'm just a terrible person to play sports with, but I don't celebrate until the game uh, is over. I had over. no idea <laughs> I was working with the Barry Sanders of radio <laughs> and just give the football to the yes. referee. Yes. That's me. Like when I play volleyball and Michael, I love you, Michael, so much. Michael gets kills left and right. He's my outside hitter when we play co-ed and he'll get a kill and he will celebrate. And I just look at him. I'm like, can you act like you've done this before? Can you please not pretend that this is your Are first time? Are you talking time? about Michael B. Jordan? No, 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 no. He's my teammate. No, 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 no. Michael B. But I like, I don't, I don't celebrate unless it's like this. The, I just won the game. I just, you know, like I. I don't know. Am I am I am I the only the game, one that doesn't feel like this? The game actually needs more personality, and it's the thin skin of other players that that move it away from that. There there was a time when the Brewers, I, and I know I know Danny G and I know John Ramos remember this because they are resident giant haters. But this was a Brewer highlight when Prince Fielder hit a walk off home run. And they kind of did the bowling ball thing, but everybody collapsed. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't like a real bowling. And then Prince was standing on home plate with his arms stretched. The Giants <laughs> fans 
hated that. They loathed that. I think Prince got plunked the next day and probably in the next eight series they played against the Giants. But it was it was so great. And they all the thin skin of the opponent feels that they're showing me up. And that's not the case. Like it's okay to celebrate greatness. If I'm pointing at the pitcher, if Shohei Otani would have taken his bat and flipped it towards the, the the pitcher's mound, gave the double bird to Aaron Boone as he's trotting the first base. That's another story. But players, are they have such thin skin that they don't understand what's celebrating and what is actually taunting, and that takes away some of the fun of the game. I thought it was great last night, and I think he did it. You're right, it wasn't a game winner. It did tie the game in the seventh. Mm-hmm. But when the Yankees come to town, like, there's – Every, unless you're a Yankees fan, and I think Kavita would even say this as well, you probably hate the Yankees. Yeah. No matter, like they're the, the team that's probably hated the most, and I think that was a reason why you saw it last night. It was against the Yankees. Shohei did it again. Granted, it was just tying, and they ended up winning the game in extras. But that I, I'm, I'm completely cool with it. In fact, I wish I would see more of that sort of stuff. That Fernando Tatis had one against the, you know, the, the Phillies the other day. That was, yeah. you know, such a no-brainer. That's good for baseball. That's tough beans on the Phillies if they got a problem with it, or tough beans on the Yankees if they got an issue with it. Okay, the Padres suck though. So like, you, what are you celebrating? And that's not, that's not even the point. See, I have no problem with the celebrations. I'm just saying, me, in my you know, short athletic career that I had playing in high school and playing basically since I was a little girl sports, I just was not that type of player. The worst thing I ever did was I got a technical because I kept my hand up because I made like my seventh three-pointer and I got a technical. (laughs) Like that's that's like the worst I've ever done. And it's just because I was on fire. I don't think Shohei was being disrespectful at all. At all. I don't think a lot of times the players are being on purpose disrespectful. But there are times, like the Padre, you suck. No, you can't celebrate. I don't care. I don't care. You suck. John Ramos, Danny G, you guys are on the group text. <laughs> I, I, I did think it was odd that if, I think, was that the very first time Shohei showed that type of emotion I, that we flipped a bat? Yes. It wasn't an odd time to do it for the first time, though. Thank you. Considering yes. considering all the homers, I think, I think hit. the Yankees have some. I I that. agree. So maybe, maybe that, yeah. but it just came out, like out of, out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden, that was the game. He decided to flip his bat. I had no problem with it. I thought it was great. Here's a guy who is a, from a culture that is the most respectful. Um, he still bows to people. He was bowing to people at the yes. All Star game, and for him to do that. Uh, was was awesome, and I don't think it showed up anybody. I think it just showed the confidence that he has right now. He has no ability whatsoever in this game to have any type of um, anxiety. He's just playing baseball, man. I, I think he actually knew how hot it was and tried to cool down the Yankees <laughs> with the flipping bat serving as a fan. Like it maybe gave them a breeze. That's how nice Shohei Otani is. Five revolutions. <laughs> Here's the other great thing about this. In the group text, this was Monty wanted to talk about celebrations. And even Danny and I were on the same page. We're like, why does she want to talk about celebrations? <laughs> and then we like, oh, the bat flip. And that made perfect sense. And it made perfect sense up until the point that I realized Monty just wanted to tell everybody that she made seven three-pointers <laughs> in a game. That is exactly why we are talking about this. Like, it's on she, fire. It, it is it it's is on such fire. it is such a humble brag. Like <laughs> I usually don't do this sort of stuff. I only it only happened one time, guys. It only happened 
One time when I made seven threes in uh, a What ref is teeing you up for holding your follow through? Well, I was taunting, according to him. In, into the... That's just good form. And as we speak, I am actually independently trying to find a record of this particular game. I have actually found her high school record. She played both varsity basketball and varsity volleyball, and you wore number five in high school basketball? Maybe. Yeah, I didn't get to pick my number, so I don't remember. I'm still attempting to independently confirm that 7-3 point It was against Valley Christian High School. Okay, that's another clue. (laughs) Did you change your number to seven like LeBron because you hit 7 no, no. No, 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 that's not at all what I did. And I really, that, that wasn't the point, but hey, I slipped yeah. it in quite nicely. Okay, it makes sense. Again, though, I'm not against the cell. I didn't think he was being disrespectful. Did you announce to your entire school at a rally that you were coming back for your senior no, year? Oh, no, I should have. No, I actually the decision. was like, I actually was, I was not even that that good of a player. I, like, I was fine, but I had better teammates, that's all. So I was definitely not the star. Uh, but. I just, there's a time and place for the celebrations, I guess is what I'm saying. I usually don't speed, except when I uh, (laughs) apprehended those bank robbers the other day on the 91 and pulled them over and made a citizen's arrest myself. But otherwise, otherwise you're not seeing me speed too much. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor and stay at graduate hotels. Bridgestone Arena, Target Center, their hotels are close to both tournament venues. They're obsessed with college sports. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, mascots. Why would you want to stay anywhere else? Graduate hotels is the perfect spot the next time you go see a game and you need somewhere to crash. They got over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for upcoming big conference tourneys. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. Plus, our listeners get up to 30% off with promo code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any Graduate Hotel location. Book today at graduatehotels.com.
All right, welcome into a Tyson Tuesday on Airbnb in for CNR. Since uh, Broke Mike has the day off, we figured good timing for Tyson Tuesday with a twist. NFL running back trivia to pay some respect to the position. Let's meet the contestants right now. Eight-time Tyson trivia champ Dan Beyer. Yes, thank you very much. Two-time Neil deGrasse Tyson champ Monty. That's right. She was a science nerd. One-time Tyson trivia champ Isaac Lowenkron. All right. And looking to win a CNR Nerf football in our studio lines, Ryan in Chico, California. All right, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Oh, yeah. What do you do there in Chico? Oh, yeah. I'm chalked up. Yeah. Chalked up. <laughs> <laughs> give him uh, a football already. Yeah. Yeah, right? Just don't and, give him Bob's in Boise. He gets one automatically. Ryan, how's your NFL knowledge? Oh, I like to think it's pretty solid. Pretty solid, okay. Rules for NFL running back trivia. The first contestant with two correct answers is the champ. If there's a tie, we have a tiebreaker question. Your name is your buzzer, but you do have to wait until all three possible answers are read. If there's two wrong answers in a row, we move on to the next question. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yep. Ready. Let's get it on. Round one. All right, Barry Sanders played all 10 of his NFL seasons with the Detroit Lions. In how many of those seasons was he named to the Pro Bowl? Ryan. Eight. No, you got to wait for the three. <laughs> Eight. I kind of want to hear Ryan's I answer. I got to be honest. You want to just let him guess? Yeah. yeah. Go for it, Ryan. Six. No. <laughs> Anybody want to steal? Uh, or you want to hear the I want to hear the yeah, answer. Right. Hear yeah. A, eight. B, all ten. Or C, nine out of the ten. <laughs> I... Buyer. I'm going to go nine. No. Hey. He made all ten. Wow. Yeah, what a, he was just beyond amazing. I thought maybe there was, you know, one year yeah. where you're like, okay, Emmett Smith went, and then, you know, there was someone else. But. That's why we all went crazy when he walked away. So yes. young. All right, let's go to round two. Thurman Thomas spent 11 seasons with the Bills, of course, who lost four straight Super Bowls. Mm. Which team did he suit up for in his final year in the league? A, Titans, B, Bucks, or C, Dolphins? Dan. Byer. Dolphins. Yes. I do remember that. It took me the name to mention it, but yes. (laughs) Yes, Byer on the board. All right, let's go to round three. The great Jim Brown did it all. R.I.P. So we lost him recently. How many rushing yards per game for his career did he average? A, 118.1, B, 104.3, or C, 99.9? Monsi. Monsi. B. Yes. All right. 104.3 yards. Amazing. Good radio station. Yeah, I was going to say, is that 99.9 the rough? The (laughs) rough. <laughs> the kicker. Uh, all right, Ryan and Chica, we're just checking on you. You there? Uh, I'm alive and well. I'm alive right, and well. Let's get you on the board, buddy. Round four. Who is the only NFL player to ever win a Heisman Trophy, NFL MVP award, Super Bowl ring, and Super Bowl MVP? Wow. A, Tony Dorsett. B, OJ Simpson. Or C, Isaac. Marcus Allen. Isaac. Lohenkron. See Marcus Allen. Yes. There it is. All right. Lowenkron on the board. board. Number 32. Who hit seven threes in high school? (laughs) (laughs) Against Valley Christian. All right. Here we go. Round five. 
This running back set a rookie record with 1,808 yards, 18 TDs, and that season's longest run in 85-yard score. A, Eric Dickerson, B, Ezekiel Elliott, or C, Earl Campbell. Dan. Buyer, and this would be for the win. Eric Dickerson. Yes. Yes. Buyer gets the W. I knew that one. He did. You get a football anyway. Yes. Thanks, Ryan. Dan Byer is going to ship that ball to Chico, California for you, Ryan. I uh, appreciate you guys. All right, Thank man. I'm here. And uh, you guys want to, just for fun, do a couple of the last ones here? Yeah, yeah. sure. All right. The first player. By the way, E.D., yeah. now not a great oh, nickname. Dude. Not a great nickname. <laughs> no. Back then, yes. Uh-huh. Nowadays, probably not so much. Would have had to pull an Adrian Peterson where his initial nickname <laughs> didn't match That's up. the all day. <laughs> yes. AD, yes. yes. <laughs> um, and by the way, his upright running style. If you're too young to have watched Eric Dickerson, go Google some of his highlights. In those goggles. Goggles, yeah. Upright position, the way he ran. He was like a gazelle. Bigger than all the other players and faster than all the other players. He was amazing. All right. uh, The first player to record a 200-plus yard and a four-plus touchdown game on fewer than 22 carries is who? A. Barry Sanders. B. Derrick Henry or C. Ladanian Tomlinson. I would. I'm going to say Dan, and I'm going to say Ladanian Tomlinson. Ah, oh, jeez, I stalled. Anybody dude. for the steal there? Sure, Monty. Monty. A. No, it's actually Derrick Henry. Wow. All right, and, and one more for extra credit here. This running back was spotted on Hi, Ramos. several. That's my Tyson. <laughs> Hi, Ramos. <laughs> on several occasions, this running back added to his training regimen by running up the Mississippi Delta Hills. Wow. What? A. Deuce McAllister, B. Cam Akers, or C. Walter Payton. Damn. All Mississippi legends, Dan. Yeah, I'm going to say Walter Payton. Yes, sweetness. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why we love running backs in the National Football League. A lot of us fell in love with the game by watching these greats run the Nostalgia. football. Nostalgia, yes. It was yeah. a different game back then. Daddy, give him the tiebreaker. This one. Oh, okay. <laughs> this, is a f- this is quite funny, actually. Thanks, I just Ramos. saw it. <laughs> My brother Rondé played for the Bucks. Who am I? <laughs> Gee, I wonder who oh, that is. <laughs> very good. Uh, Tiki Barber. Yeah. Yes. By the way, Tiki. should Funny. get Hall of Fame consideration. Ooh. Yeah, you're right about that. Mm. Uh, they're very good. Great, great That's trivia. Fun. Thanks, Ryan. Enjoy that bribery ball. I don't know. Do we got anything for Isaac Longcron? I guess. Or has he got something for yeah, us? I think he got something for us. I already got a football last time. I'm good. Yeah. Were you even part of that game? Which one? He this got one, one right. Oh, I did. right at the end. At the end. He, was so, he was so quiet. Miss, miss, knock, knock, miss, knock. He got, he got Marcus Allen before Marcus Allen yeah. was even said. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're Monty right. Monty tried to do that three-point pose on you right now. <laughs> hey, you even play? <laughs> Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 